in the month of February, we've been, we've been studying from the book of, of John, the 15th chapter. And, and how many's enjoyed John 15? Isn't it just an amazing, amazing chapter? You know, while, while Matthew and, and, and Luke are talking about the genealogy of the humanity of Christ, John just kind of jumps off the cliff and says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And then he drops down to verse 14 to bring all of this into context and says, and the Word was made flesh. <laughs> and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory, the glory the only begotten Son, full of grace and full of truth. And, and so John, he just, he is expressing a side of Jesus. Now the Bible said that, that John was the beloved disciple. He was the disciple that got close enough. In fact, it was, it was John that was leaning on the breast of Jesus at the Last Supper when, when he began to talk about someone here today will betray me. And Peter got close enough to John and said, hey John, ask him. Ask him who it is. And so when you get a, this view of, of, of Jesus through the lens of John, and then you get over to 1 John and 2 John and 3 John, and then you get to the book of Revelations where, where John is, is separated to an isle called Patmos. And he had such... Such a value of the presence of God. Can I pause long enough to tell the church today, we need a renewed value of the presence of God. I'm afraid that some in modern Christianity has lost the awe of the awesome of God have lost the wonder of God. But John had such a respect and such a love for Jesus that the Bible said, I got in the Spirit on the Lord's day. You, you, you know, this is the John that they tried to destroy by boiling him in hot oil. And he wouldn't die. John is the only surviving apostle that lived, outlived uh, a martyrdom. And he was now banished to an isle called Patmos. But he said it was on the, day, the Lord's day that I got into the spirit of the Lord. I got into the presence of the Lord. I got into the glory of the Lord. Can I tell somebody here today that you will only see some things about God when you get into the presence of God. You will only discover some things. I know I love to sing the songs and I love to worship and I love to preach and, and get down and juke and jive a little bit, but there are some things that you will only learn about Him. The song said today, just to be close to Him. I want to be close enough to Him. I can hear Him say things that maybe somebody else isn't close enough to hear. I want to get close enough to hear him say some things that's going to move me out of mediocrity and complacency. I want to hear some things that you see the Bible talks about fire. I want to be close enough to the fire that my soul begins to get burnt. I want to be close enough to the fire. He said I'll baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire. 
Can I preach a little bit this morning that what the church needs in 2016 is to get another rebirth of Holy Ghost and fire. Jeremiah said it's like fire. Shut up. Oh, Jesus, help me today. Fire, shut up in my bones. Woo! I'd believe that the answer for the world's dilemma is not a new president. The answer for the world's dilemma is not a new Senate or Congress. The answer for the world today is a church that becomes the church. I'm not talking about playing church. I'm not talking about socializing in church. I'm not talking about going through the motions of churchism and religiosity. I'm talking about a people that will walk into the fire and walk out into the world on fire. And you got to get close to Jesus to get on fire. Some people just want a little, little dose of Jesus, enough to carry me to next Sunday. And we wonder why and we complain about our world and we complain about sin and we complain about everything that we don't like, the social vials uh, of the world we live in. Quit complaining about the world uh, if you don't have a prayer life. Ooh, two Sundays in a row. Don't complain about all the evil in our society if you're not putting some calluses on your knees. Because we used to pray about things. We used to pray through our differences. We used to pray through some things. We only knew of one source. That's my first point today, is the source. Jesus said, I am the true vine. He didn't say there wasn't some other vines. He just simply said, I am the true vine. See, that's why God hated idolatry so bad. Is people were substituting, substituting their source with counterfeit means. When you go after things that are of a counterfeit source, you're always going to be a little bit empty. But God said, if you'll seek me with your whole heart, you'll find me. If you'll seek me with all of your heart, you're going to find me. See, I want to preach until a generation of millenniums and, and alphas that are coming on. Uh, understand, uh, there's only one source, and his name is Jesus. You need to get in the true vine. Oh, oh, oh. I know. I know we brought our generation to trust up on technology and, and to trust up on doctors and, and lawyers and, and all these kind of things, and, and I use all of the above. But there comes a time when you have to understand that a doctor can't fix it. And a lawyer can't fix it. And a counselor, I, I know people that's going to counseling, they're in the fifth and sixth years of counseling. When are you going to get better? I'm not minimizing counseling. I'm just saying, man, they're still going. They've been going to counseling all these years. Uh, and they're still going to counseling. They're still going to counseling. Uh, hey, I know one. He's the counselor. He's wonderful. He's mighty. He's powerful. He's the everlasting father. He said, uh, he said there's one thing you've got to understand in the love connection. 
And that's the subject of February has been the love connection. And I'm not talking about going on TV to find a date. I'm talking about tapping into something. Whew. The psalmist said, he gave me a song in the night. He, he said, weeping may endure for a night, but jo joy comes in the morning. Paul said, I've been through perils of shipwreck, robbery, sickness, stripes on the back, prison. I've been through it all. But one thing I've got to tell you is I never lost my love. I never lost my affection. Prison couldn't take it out of me. Beating couldn't beat it out of you. He comes to the point and he said, Who shall be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus? Shall things present, things to come. Oh, Jesus. Height or depth or principalities or power or things present or things to come. I am persuaded in all of these things. Nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Talking about the source. See, it is possible for us to attend a church and get drunk on the church and not have an encounter with the source. Jesus said, up on this rock, I build my church. And some of you I've yet to convince it's not this building. I feel a priest today. I said, I feel a preacher in the house today. Because you are satisfied with the four walls of this building. And you are satisfied with what goes on in this building. Ladies and gentlemen, you missed the point. It's not the building. It's the one to whom the building is dedicated to. It wasn't the tabernacle. It was just that God said, I have chosen this place to put my name. Can I preach a moment about the name? The name that's more powerful than your enemy. The name that's more powerful than your sickness. The name that's more powerful than your circumstances. The name that is above every name. Somebody shout the name. Somebody shout the name. Somebody shout the name. Somebody shout the name. Because I promise you that when you're a thousand miles from this building, you can still shout the name and demons have to flee. Woo! Glory! You can be in the middle of an accident that's unavoidable and all you have time to do is shout, Jesus! I don't know where it comes from, but one car goes that way and another car goes that way. 
the source, it's 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 your short. Some men trust in horses and some men trust in chairs, but we will remember the name of the Lord. It's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. The name, the name in the middle of a rebellious situation when your child's going sideways and all you have time to do is shout, Jesus, the source, the source. He said, I am the true vine. I am the source. My second point today is it is a sustainable source. What do you do when what you've been trusting in is no longer available? What do you do when what you've been hoping in all of a sudden is empty? What do you do when the person that's been your source of strength and your confidant betrays you? Can I tell you today that God is a consuming fire? What happened to the fourth man in the fire? He's still in. Uh, some of you didn't get are like, what? He's still in the fire. He is a consuming fire. See, that's why if you ever get close to him, things that don't need to be in your life will begin to burn out. See, that's what Jesus was saying in John chapter 3 when he said, They that love truth come unto the light that their deeds might be made manifest. Some people don't want to get too close to the fire because if they get too close to the fire, they may lose something that they adhere. But if you ever get close enough to the fire, everything that is not perfect and pure will begin to burn out of your life. It's a sustainable source. So what Jesus is saying is when you tap into roots other than the true vine, you are tapping into things that may give you a temporary supply, but it will be short-lived. It's not going to sustain you. We used to talk about the old church. They used to talk about what are you going to do when the earth's on fire? Anybody, any old church people remember, what are you going to do when the world's on fire? You need something that's going to stay with you when the world's on fire. You need something that's going to stay with you through the thick and the thin. You need something that's going to sustain you when everybody walks away from you. See, if you go back over to, and I don't have time to go, but if you go back over to Matthew 27, when Jesus was talking to the disciples at the same supper that John referred to before what we're talking here in John 15, he said to them, he said, that not one of you will stay with me. You all are going to walk away. And Peter's like, uh-uh, they, they, they're going, but I'm not going. They're, they're, they're going to walk away. And Jesus looked at Peter and he said, Peter, I got news for you, buddy. Before the cock crows three times, you will have denied me thrice. And one time you might even use some bad language. 
But he said, after you're converted, strengthen the brethren. See, Christianity is not about joining a church. Christianity is about Christ being formed in us. That's what the whole 15th chapter of John is about. If you abide in me and I abide in you, there's something happening. If, if you live in me and, and I live in you, you shall ask whatever you will and my Father will give it to you. If you abide, if you're tapped into the source, you're going to bear fruit. You won't have to tell people, I'm Mr. Christian. And they're like, really? But the sustainable source of Christ alive in us. Being a Christian is more than joining a church. Being a Christian is Christ living in us. Hallelujah. This is the revelation of the double mystery. God in Christ. Christ in you. The hope of glory. He said to the disciples, I walk with you, but there's coming a day that I shall be in you. That's why Isaiah said, out of your belly shall, or John said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Isaiah would say, with joy shall you draw water out of the well of salvation see one of the problems we we have ladies and gentlemen is is we hear messages about seasons and times and we we get to talking about getting a dose of the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost was never meant to be a dose Jesus referred to the Holy Ghost as springs of living water. He spoke of the well in John chapter 4 to the woman. He said, I'm talking to you about a sustainable well. A well that when you took a drink of it, it satisfied the thirst. He would say in the same vernacular, there are other wells you can dig or can drink from, just like there are other vines you can tap into. But you will still maintain a thirst. But if you drink of the water that I shall give you, oh, God have mercy. All right, the fourth point, and I close, or the third point, and I close. The third point was, what Jesus said in John chapter 15, and join me there for just a moment as I bring this to a close. And we're going to look at verse number 11. This is, this is how I want to just close this series. In verse 11 of John chapter 15, Jesus said, These things have I spoken unto you. All the lessons of, of February, the love connection, these words have I spoken unto you, and notice this part, that my joy might remain in you. And my third and final point is abide in the sustainable source. Abiding in the sustainable source. 
We, as humans, have a propensity for change. We get bored. We get bored. We get tired of doing the same things. We talked about it in January, our habit series. We get tired of doing the same thing. But Jesus said, I want to tie all of this together by telling you not to remain in me. The writer of Hebrews said, there's a time coming when everything that can be shaken will be shaken so that the things that cannot be shaken shall remain. And so Jesus says here, I'm not asking you to remain in me. What I want to happen in your life is that I remain in you. Has it ever occurred to you, ladies and gentlemen, why Jesus did not buy a tomb? I mean, Jesus, they lay his body in a borrowed tomb. You know what that lets me know? Somebody's going to use it. <laughs> they lay him in a borrowed tomb. Because why do you buy something you only need temporarily? Jesus did not buy a tomb because it was prophesied Thou will not leave my soul in hell, nor suffer thine holy one to see corruption. I'm not buying something I only need for three days. They put him in a tomb, but three days later, the Spirit came looking for the body. And when the Spirit reunited with the body, the grave could not hold the body down. But can I let you in on a secret today, ladies and gentlemen? You are bought with a price, not of silver and gold. He didn't buy you for temporary purposes. He bought you so he could live and remain in you.